Transform the way you hunt with the all-new Bay Cellular Trail Camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This podcast aims to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters, brushing up on essential skills, or maybe just adding a few new tactics to the toolkit. We cover a variety of topics that will help you be more confident and successful in the field while hunting deer. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Josh Raley, and uh, got a good episode for you today. So it's the first week of November, which is the week that we, uh, we all wait for all year long to get here. Uh, the rut is on. I've talked with a lot of folks who are seeing bucks chasing does. I actually uh, grazed the back of a really nice buck this evening. If I sound a little bit groggy and tired, it's because uh, it took me a lot longer to get in from the field than I anticipated that it would. But uh, I'm confident now that the hit was not anything lethal. I got it on video so I can see it just barely grazes the top of this buck's back. But I wanted to make sure that I did everything that I could to uh, ensure that it wasn't uh, a hit that was going to result in, in killing that deer. Uh, there was zero blood, a little bit of fat on the arrow, a little bit of hair on the arrow, and that was it. So um, anyway, but I talked with Pierce Nellis, a buddy of mine, about uh, one's mental state whenever you're hunting during the rut. Now, the rut can be a grind, right? Like guys take a lot of time off of work. They put a lot of eggs into the rut basket. They burn all the brownie points at home, and then you can get there, and much like my hunt has gone this week, your expectations aren't met or there's more pressure than you anticipated or spots that were good in the past are dry or you graze the back of a buck on day three and you've got to figure out, okay, how do I pivot from here? All of that can get into our head and get us personally stuck in a rut. So I talked with Pierce today about a couple of ways to keep, you know, keep yourself sharp, keep yourself focused, keep the right mindset while you're out hunting during the rut. Before we get into that conversation though, I do want to thank our show sponsors for the day. Uh, first up, Onyx. Man, I, the spot that I was in this evening, I owe that directly to Onyx. I pulled up the Onyx map. I knew there was pressure coming in from a couple of different directions. I knew that uh, the deer were going to be hanging tight to security cover outside of the reach of the pressure that had been there. So basically, I just found X on the map by saying, hey, where is the pressure not getting to? Went in there this evening. Boom, had a nice buck come through right after uh, first light. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't tried Onyx yet, you can go do that. Just search Onyx in your preferred app store, and it will bring it up. You can get a seven-day free trial. Next up, Tacticam. They're the title sponsor of the show. They're the makers of the best point-of-view cameras for outdoorsmen. Tacticam 6.0 and Solo Extreme cameras help you capture the memories from the field so you can relive them like you're right back in the moment and so that you can share them with family and friends. Their new 6.0 camera features 4K 60 frame per second footage, up to 8x zoom, a touchscreen display, and one-touch operation. You get all of this in a compact, durable, waterproof package. They also just released the Solo Extreme camera that provides all the features that you love from other cameras, like one-touch operation, HD footage, and a sleek waterproof housing, but in a more budget-friendly option. You can learn more about the 6.0, the Solo Extreme, and Tacticam's full line of products at Tacticam.com. Pick one up today and start sharing your hunt with Tacticam. 
This episode is also brought to you by Huntworth. Uh, they make durable, comfortable camo without the sticker shock. And we had a 30-degree temperature swing today. And I was wearing my uh, Huntworth gear. I had some layers on underneath. I started off with their base layers, then um, some of their early season stuff, and then the Elkins pants and Elkins jacket. And then I also brought the heat boost vest just in case I got a little bit chilly. This morning, got a little bit chilly, dropped the heat boost vest from the tree stand, though, uh, or from my saddle, was not able to wear that. But uh, as the morning went on, I was able to take layers off. And as I got, you know, into the the afternoon of my all-day sit, I was able to pare all of that down and get right into the the early season stuff. And uh, that Huntworth gear kept me warm all morning and kept me cool all afternoon. You can go check out all of their stuff at HuntworthGear.com. And finally, Deer Lab is the number one app for hunters and land managers. Deer Lab helps you store, organize, and analyze all of your trail camera data so that you can make data-driven decisions to target your buck this fall. Go check out their website, DeerLab.com, to learn more about all their features. And you can sign up and get a 30-day free trial. No credit card required, so there is no risk to you. When you're ready to purchase, use the code HUNTDEER, all caps, to get 20% off of any of their plans. Now let's jump into today's episode with my buddy Pierce Nellis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the How to Hunt Deer podcast. And I've got my buddy Pierce Nellis on today. What's up, Pierce? Not much, man. First week in November. Life is good. Dude, it could not get any better than these first first two weeks of November. I, I, we'll, go, we'll lump in no. the second week of November as well. But uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could get a little bit cooler here. I know this afternoon is a little toasty, but... Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I, I pulled an all-day sit, and it... I think it was like 41 this morning and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was like 72 this afternoon and I was just in yeah, the got blazing there. sun, just <laughs> roasting. I'm shedding layers. Like I figured out how to take my pants off and not take my tree saddle off. So that was interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to get rid of base layers and stuff. And it was just, man, it was roasty. And I'm like trying to circle around the yeah, tree I'm to so- get in the shade. And uh, yeah, it was a rough one, man. It was a rough one. But, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how to take a leak out of my saddle in due time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure it out, man. Call it, it's like trying, this, trying to figure out how to take a leak out of it, trying to figure out how to not make a ton of noise using it, you know, the whole nine yards. But. Yeah, there's a learning curve, but man, once you get over that learning curve, you'll be, you'll, you'll love it. You'll dig it. I want to say I'm nearing, nearing the peak of it, hopefully. Okay. Have you so had I'm a little getting, bit of a smoother time? I'm pretty quick. Okay. What was that? I was just going to ask, have you had a smoother time getting set up? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Granted this morning I was on kind of a telephone pole, uh, walnut that was kind of in a little grove. Um, but <clears throat> nice. for the most part, yeah, it's been good. Nice. So those red oaks and their maraca like leaves that give me the most trouble. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> You cannot stay quiet in those th- in those things this time of year. I was set up. There were some some oaks up on the up kind of on a ridge from where I was sitting today, and the wind would blow, and it was just like it was so loud, so loud. But uh, well, Pierce, man, uh, we've both been doing a little bit of hunting, and as I was mm-hmm. st- sitting in the stand, I think was it yesterday or the day before, yeah. I, I texted you, and I had this idea yeah. where I wanted to do an episode on keeping the right mindset and kind of keeping your head in the game when you're hunting during the rut. So what brought this up is I get to this area that I really love. It's a piece of public that I've hunted for the last two years. This is year number three. 
I've had a lot of success, a lot of encounters with good deer. And then this year I get here and all of my traditional spots are just dead. So I'm scouting around, trying to figure out what's going on. And the afternoon of day two, I talk with a fella uh, who I met last year who's super nice. And he was like, hey, man, there's been a lot of people in your areas. like Because he, he kind of knew like around where I was hunting. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, there's been a lot of people in those areas. And so all of a sudden, all of my scouting, all of my thinking, all of my planning that I've been doing based on historical data is kind of out the window. Because those spots, basically, I'm counting them kind of as burned at at this sure. point like if i see the pressure keep up like it is i'm just going to write those areas off so uh last night yesterday afternoon went into a totally new area because i figured those spots were kind of burned and um i was like man it, it it would be really easy at this point for me to get down and for me to kind of start to panic or me to get like you know just in a, in a funk about nothing being like i expected and when i started thinking i was like okay i want to do an episode on this but I don't want to do it by myself. Who should I talk to? And you're the person that came to mind. So I texted you and I was like, Hey, you want to do a episode on this? And you're like, sure, man, let's do it. So, uh, that's what we're talking about today is keeping, keeping your mind, right. Keeping the right mindset, staying positive, all basically the whole mental side of hunting the rut, man, because it, it's a mental mm-hmm. grind. So, uh, I guess to kick things off, like where are you at in your headspace as we are, uh, entering into November 3rd, tomorrow morning? Honestly, man, I'm pretty stoked. I am, I'm real fired up, uh, for, for tomorrow's hunt in particular. I was telling you beforehand, um, I just got the text, uh, from my folks whose property I hunt on, um, that the corn that's all around us is coming down, uh, or it was coming down this afternoon. So I'm sure I'm not, I I doubt they'll be able to get it all done tonight unless they go through the night, but you know, it'll, at least the outer rows are, are going to be down for sure. Um, and I'm hoping that's going to start really, really ramping up, um, a lot of buck activity. Uh, I, I haven't had the best, uh, start to the season. Um, not, not a bad start to the season at all. Um, honestly, I've been having probably the most fun deer hunting that I have in, in quite a while. Well, you um, should have tagged out in September, right? So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, and there are still days that I think about that uh, that little eight pointer that I passed. Up. No, on um, your on your property, you made the right call. Right, right, absolutely. On public, that thing would be in my freezer. Yeah, absolutely, all day, every day, <laughs> all day, every day. Hundred percent. But yeah. but yeah, I'm feeling good right now. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited. We were sort of talking before this. Um, you know, it's been it's been hot. Um, we've got a lot of rain coming this weekend. Uh, we're recording this what day is today? Wednesday, Thursday. Today is it? I have no Wednesday? idea. I've done nothing but hunt for three days Wednesday. straight. So I don't know <laughs> I've slept a combined total of about eleven hours in the past four days. Dude, I don't know how you're doing. I'm it. a walking zombie. When you texted me this morning that you were doing a full day sit, I was, I was like, "There's no way." Like he. <laughs> Something's got to give here. I don't know what it's going to be, but like, you can't keep this up. Yeah, dude, man, I got in there an hour before dark. I mean, an hour before daylight and sat all day long. Absolutely all day long. You know what, Pierce? Playing the sun too. Oh yeah. Just getting beat down. Um, (laughs) This is a pretty good segue into 
kind of the topic at hand because not only did I have the last couple of days where, you know, my spots are burned. There's a ton of, I mean, I didn't see pressure like this in 2020 when everybody was off work. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it has just been super, super hard to find where the deer are. I'm just, I'm not finding deer sign. I'm not finding deer. I'm not seeing deer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is totally not common for this, for this specific piece of public. So I go in today I picked a new spot off the map, sent it to you. We talked a bit about it. I went in, uh, actually went in and found it yesterday evening, decided I want to throw a morning hunt at it and not only a morning hunt, but I want to give it a full day. And one of my reasonings for that was that uh, I had a pretty good idea that the deer were bedded close so that if I could beat them in there and confirm that deer had gone back into bedding, I didn't want to leave and risk bumping, bumping anything. Like I didn't want to bump them out by leaving and coming back for the afternoon hunt. So I just stayed put. Right. That was the plan. And hopefully catch a midday cruiser, right? Like that's, that's always the hope this time of year. So I get in there and I see nothing. I do hear some deer milling about, uh, before daylight, probably 30 minutes before legal shooting light, 20 minutes before legal. Um, and they do exactly the opposite of what they did last night, heading up to the East and to the West of me. Uh, which is, which it was actually turned out perfect because they're, you know, last night they were kind of heading out towards ag this morning. They're coming back off the ag heading into their bedding. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is perfect. That's what I wanted to confirm. The all day sit is happening. So I sit there all day long and I don't see a deer. I'm starting to get down. I'm like, man, I don't know where the deer are on this property. And then I hear something over to my, I have no idea what direction that was it's catching up with me over to the East. So I, I hear something over to the He's East. A little that, Give him a break here, folks. <laughs> that, that's right. That lack of sleep, man, is starting to get me. Uh, so something coming from the East and I'm like, okay, cool. It's probably <clears throat> going to be a doe, right? Cause we're, you know, 25 minutes before legal, uh, for legal shooting light is over. And, uh, but I, you know, I get my bow ready and that kind of stuff and I watch it and watch it and watch it. And I just see antlers coming through the trees and I was like, Oh my goodness. And this buck walks out. He's checking the scrapes that I'd found yesterday that I was kind of set up close to. I wasn't set up to shoot the scrape cause there just wasn't a good, you know, spot for that. But I was set up inside of the scrapes about 35 yards away. This buck comes in, he starts working the scrapes. He's kind of putting on a bit of a show and I'm like losing my mind on the inside, but I've got my bow in my hand I've got the camera on the buck. Everything's going smooth. Instead of cutting down the trail that was at 30 yards, which is what I thought he was going to take, he comes kind of angling towards my tree and comes past me at 15. I get myself calmed down before he ever leaves the scrapes, right? Like I'm regulated. I'm in the moment. I'm telling myself, Josh, don't screw this up. Do not screw this up. Do not rush the shot. Do not screw this up. He comes by me goes right behind a, a, a tree. When he goes behind the tree, I draw. He doesn't look, nothing. He has no idea in the world that I'm there. 15 yards, he stops dead in front of me. There's not a stick between us, not a leaf between us. There's literally nothing between us but open air. He might as well have been standing in a food plot. And I calmly pull the trigger, and I skimmed the very top of this buck's back. Like, barely skimmed the top of his back went back watched the video confirmed went found my arrow confirmed that you know there was a little bit of fat and a little bit of hair but zero blood Mm -hmm. on the arrow 
like not even a not yep. even a speck of blood on the arrow, just some fat mm-hmm. and some hair. No blood on the ground anywhere. Um, so I'm gonna go back and and watch the video a few more times, maybe run it by a couple more people. I'm positive that deer just got a haircut basically tonight. Yeah, <clears throat> and a, yep. little, a little bit of a piercing, right? Um, Absolutely, a bee sting. Uh, yeah, a bee, a bee sting basically. So <laughs> and and he was. I mean, he was a dandy. Like he was a good mm-hmm. one. He was a good. Oh, he bump. was a pig. So I, he was I, a pig. And that video you sent me, man. Like, yeah, your cam. You're you were right. You were set up for that shot and everything. Because your camera angle on that thing was money, dude. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Like everything was right, except I changed this year to an adjustable single pin sight. It's not a single pin sight. It's a red dot sight, and it can adjust mm-hmm. up or down. And because I thought the deer activity would be at the trail that was at 30 yards, I had it set for 30. When this dude came through at 15, I did not compensate. And I'm shooting a little bit of heavier area arrows, about 520 grains. Mm-hmm. And my 20 to 30 yard trajectory is garbage. Like it is not good. Uh, my arrows dropped pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So sure. I skimmed him, man. And it's at that moment that I thought, I don't even think I can record this podcast about keeping a good mindset at this, you know, like (laughs) not even, uh, not even sure I can do it. But when I got done, I realized it was a conversation that I needed to have tonight. Uh, mostly because I need a pep talk from you, um, to help me think through this kind of stuff. But, but you know, I really, I really have kind of kept a a decent mindset about it all. And so Pierce, I just want to kick this over to you when you, when you're hunting the rut, especially I feel like, because guys put a lot of eggs in that rut basket, right? They take time off of work. They burn brownie points at home. They miss Mm -hmm. out on sleep. They miss out on a lot of different things so that they can hunt the rut. And oftentimes things don't go like you want either your place is pressured like mine is, or the deer have disappeared, or you're just not in the action and everybody else seems like they're in the action. Just go look at Instagram. There's big bucks dying all over the place. Why am I not killing one? Uh, and then the adversity right. of things like a like a you know barely grazing the back of a deer, they're all things that <laughs> mentally could cause us to ruin the rest of our of our time hunting the rut. Like we could totally waste the rest of it. Like right now, I've got today's day three, so I've got eleven more days uh, of hunting. Yep. I could totally miss out <clears throat> on all of that if I allow myself to get down into the dumps. So Pierce, when it comes to facing mm-hmm. adversity while hunting what are some of the things that you're doing to make sure that like you're keeping the right mindset? You know, I think it comes down to, and I guess this is coming from a guy who I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast. Um, but, but for those of you listening, I have yet to put a buck down with my bow shot several does usually just for meat. Um, I shot one bruiser back in 2020. I had some pretty bad target panic. I hit him high, never recovered him. Um, you know, he ended up living through the year. I don't have any photos of him this year, unfortunately, like I was hoping to, but, um, you know, in hunting, especially, um, you know, these are just things that happen. Adversity is part of it. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, all I could think about with, uh, I'm using your tonight's example for you. Um, you got to have, you got to have within reason, a short term memory. I think, you know, you gotta, you look at every single situation, even if it doesn't go right, you got to look at it. Okay. What did I learn from that situation? What are the good things that came from that 
situation. Like for you, you said he didn't smell you. He didn't see you. He didn't have any idea what happened other than he heard a, a bow go off and he got a little sting on his back and he got the heck out of there. Um, you know, obviously best case scenario, that arrow goes straight through both lungs and is stuck into the ground behind him and he doesn't go 20, but <laughs> from a miss standpoint or, a, you know, not hitting the mark standpoint, missing him clean like that, or, yeah. you know, just grazing him like that. Best case scenario. Yep. Um, I mean, that was the first, as soon as you said, like I, I hit him high and I was like, Oh crap. Cause I, I started thinking about my experience and then, uh, you said you think you thought you grazed him, and I was like, "Well, that's like I hope you did. I really yeah. hope you did." Yeah, that's, that's, that's that's better perfect. than a than a wounded buck that we don't know where he went. You know, right? Exactly. With a bunch of other public land hunters who are, you know, probably going to stumble across it tomorrow morning on their way to the stand, or you know, who knows what. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to try not to sound super cliche here, but a lot of times you hear folks talk about, you know, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It is a grind. Um, yep. you know, especially when you're on 11 hours of sleep, like you are pulling an all day sit going <laughs> from, you know, 30 degree fluctuations. And it was pretty windy today too. I mean, that kind of stuff wears on you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on top of, you know, running several podcasts and trying to keep all that other stuff. Oh, uh, it's nuts. Know, um, but you know, that, that, that's the thing too, is, you know, it'd be one thing if, if today was the last day of the season, Yeah. but like you said, it, it's day three, today's November 2nd. We're going into kind of prime time here. If you were going to have a mishap, this is the best mishap you could have had. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Because you better believe the, I'm not doing that again. Like I am not going to mess right. up with my bow side again. That sucker will be right. set correctly moving forward. Absolutely. So yeah, I always get nervous about that too. I shoot a single pan as well. And I'm always like, gosh, what if it comes this way? Am I going to have time to switch it? Am I going to have, you know, am I going to be able to compensate properly? Um, and honestly, like on that note, like if something does happen where say you miss a deer, you put a bad hit on a deer. Um, I mean, going back to the drawing board and just as soon as you get out of the stand that night, you have the ability to get your archery block out and just start, pound and arrows and, you know, get yourself confident in your shooting for the next time. You know, you got to have a short memory in the sense that like, okay, like, yeah, weird things happen. Could have been the wind could have been really, really cagey and he jumped the string. Um, you know, it might've just been you, maybe you punched the trigger. Okay. Well, next time, you know, Hey, I really yanked it on that last, on that last one. It cost me a buck. Um, but I mean, I, for me this year, especially confidence in my gear and confidence in my shooting has been what's really gotten me excited to get out in the woods. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the How to Hunt Deer podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point of view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge, making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that's a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions in the past, you know how frustrating it can be to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. 
Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of accessories. This fall, I'll be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with a 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with a 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. This episode is also brought to you by Deer Lab, the number one trail camera app for hunters and land managers. Deer Lab gives you a simple way to store, organize, and analyze all of your trail camera data so that you can make data-driven decisions this fall. Deer Lab has tons of great features like the ability to filter photos based on what's in them. It syncs your photos with local weather to help you pattern your target. And you can even mass edit your timestamps, which is a great feature if you're like me and you forget to correct the time on your camera. Head over to DeerLab.com for your 30-day risk-free trial, and when you're ready to purchase, use the code HUNTDEER, all caps, at checkout for 20% off of any of their plans. Now let's get back to the show. I shot a lot this summer, and I was super confident in my shooting before tonight. Mm -hmm. And that did so much for me when that buck was coming in to help me keep my cool. Like We talked earlier about one of the things that you have to do when you hit diversity, it's what are the winds? So leading up to today, the winds were, I saw where people were and I saw that spots were burned. So I kept moving and I kept looking for fresh Mm -hmm. sign and I kept getting in where I thought the deer were going to be. And if they weren't there, then I kept moving or I kept pushing in a little bit further. And I'm approaching this property very, very methodically. Like I've never, basically I'm approaching it now. Like I've never been here before. Like I'm treating it like a brand Mm -hmm. new place. Like I have, I'm just ruling out all of historical data uh, for the most part, because the people have just been everywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm lumping up these things that are wins in my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As we're, as I'm thinking about what happened. So, um, yeah. And so anyway, I had a ton of confidence going into, into tonight. That was a huge win for me too, was that buck came out because I was confident in my shooting this year. I was able to bring myself back down. Like he's over there working scrapes. I'm talking to myself. I'm bringing myself back down. I'm taking deep breaths, you know, all of that stuff. So that's another win. I didn't punch the trigger. I didn't rush the shot. Another win, mm-hmm. right? Like I think that goes a long way to keeping the right mindset, keeping your head in the game, keep logging those things of like, Hey, these are all wins. Now they didn't result in a deer on the wall or meat in the freezer, but they're definitely all wins. Um, Pierce, there's one more thing that I want to touch on that is similar to all of this that we're talking about. And it's the idea of a reset. We talked about that back during Turkey season. Uh, we'd hunted hard, man. We had hunted hard. We had hunted hard, taking, chasing those turkeys up and down those hills and, um, Mm -hmm. couldn't get on a bird. And so we went back to the car for, for a little bit of a reset. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, how you've kind of done that in the past. Like, what do you do to reset or, you know, what's the importance of that? Like what role does that play in your hunting? Cause I'm thinking about taking a little reset in the morning. I'm not quite sure if I'm mm-hmm. ready to do that yet, but I'm thinking about sleeping in tomorrow morning. I mean, I think a reset can be, I, I think it's very situation dependent. Like for you, if it's something like just, sleeping in, catching up on sleep so that you're sharp going into the woods tomorrow. I mean, that may be hundred percent worth it because also, you know, there, I mean, we've all been there where, you know, deer camp gets a little out of hand and then, okay, crap, I got to be up in the morning and <laughs> had a couple too many beers here and okay. And then, 
in the morning, you're tired, you're not sharp, you're groggy, you're, you know, maybe not being as careful getting in and out of the woods or getting to your tree as you might um, otherwise be, you know, it, it can be anything. It can be, um, you know, if you're, if you have the capacity to do so, you know, maybe you get out of the tree that you were in and you go somewhere else and, you know, you go 50, 60 yards down the ridge, or if you are seeing deer in the morning and they're just out of range, they're just out of range. Okay. Well, I'm going to take 20 minutes to, you know, hop trees so that I'm closer to whatever trail they were on. Cause that seems to be where they're, where they're going today. Um, I mean, it, it really can be anything. It can be a field nap. Like, I don't know, be careful doing that. Get out of the tree if you're going to take a nap. But, <laughs> you know, run back to the truck, have a cup of coffee like you and I did in turkey season, have a snack, like whatever it may be. Um, just whatever's going to get you in the right headspace where you're feeling fresh, basically, um, as, as you're heading into the rest of this. And I think more importantly, you're feeling confident. I think yeah. you can do a lot with confidence, especially during the rut. If you're confident in the spot, um, and you know, that confidence is, is sometimes how we can get, uh, you know, find ourselves, I guess, with our, uh, with our hunts, not living up to our expectations or our hopes, um, which can kind of throw us off. But, um, you know, just, just doing whatever you can do to, to basically give yourself that confidence. Like if it is, you know, you've got a ritual of like, you know, this is how I put all my gear on and this is how I organize everything. And, you know, I'm going to like every single time I go out, like I get, you know, really, really like OCD about it. And I'm like, everything has to be here. Everything has to be done this way. You know, if, if it's going to make you feel better and it's going to make you feel fresh, like go back to the truck, strip down out of your stuff, have a snack and then put it all back on and go back out. Like, you know, what, whatever it's going to be, um, you know, same with just staying in the game. Like if you're sitting there and you're like, gosh, I haven't seen a deer for, for, I don't know how long, like it's been, you know, three hours and I haven't seen anything. Okay. Well, before you move, give it 20 minutes. And I've found that that 20 minute timer that I give myself, I start seeing a lot more deer and I start paying a lot better attention <laughs> than I was for the previous three hours. Yeah. Um, you know, does that have to do with just time spent in the tree or is it, you know, just me being more aware? I'm not hundred percent sure, but, um, I, I think given the, given the timer is definitely, a definitely a good move. Yeah. Um, especially on slow days, just when you're, when you're not feeling it at all. Yeah, for sure. Man, I, I thought about taking the morning and I mean, it sounds stupid. It's November 3rd. Like, Seriously, you're going to take a morning off and it's going to be rainy, you know, in a day or two. And so like, mm -hmm. that may not be the best day for me to be climbing trees. Um, but I've got so much from work now that's weighing me down. Like I'm so behind. I'm going to be up till who knows when tonight trying to get, mm -hmm. you know, this podcast uploaded uh, and all the other podcasts that I'm up uploading tonight done. And then what little sleep I would get between now and tomorrow morning. Who knows how good it's going to be after all that. So I thought about, you know, sleeping in tomorrow morning, waking up, eating a good breakfast, you know, just a, a slow yeah. leisurely breakfast, not a protein shake in the car on the, you know, as I'm right. speeding <laughs> to the public spot to try to beat everybody else to the parking lot. Yeah. Um, you know, take the morning and, and go for a walk where I check a couple of trail cameras that I've got out there. You know, mm -hmm. that way I'm, I'm using the morning productively. I'm doing something that I needed to do anyway. Um, 
Cause I, I would, I'm going to have to sacrifice a hunt at some point. Right. Sorry. Well, I, I think that's just it. No worries. I, I think that's just it is, you know, kind of circling back to like, you, you might not be the sharpest hunter if you're burning yourself out and, you know, just not giving yourself any breaks. But if you do find yourself in a situation like that, you know, yeah, you might miss a deer coming by your stand first thing in the morning or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the same time, if you would have, I mean, you got to know yourself here, you know, practice a little bit of self-awareness and, you know, okay, on three hours of sleep, could I have made that shot and like, would everything have gone perfectly? Maybe. Yeah. Mm. But you know, there's also the less sharp you are as an individual, the, the more wiggle room there is for things to go wrong. Yeah. I and at the way at, that I at this it. point, I feel like compounding things. So lack of sleep, a lot of work to get caught up on, uh, have, haven't been eating well. It's just been like a couple mm-hmm. of things here and there, whatever I can stuff in my mouth. My gear is right. all disheveled. You know, dude, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I've got like a really specific way of putting all my stuff back in my pack. But after, yep. after, you know, grazing that deer's back tonight, I just dumped everything in and <laughs> all of my camo is now covered in beggar's lice from walking on the way out. So I've got to get mm-hmm. all that off of there. Cause that stuff is a pain when you start layering, if you get it like in between layers of your clothing, it's just not, Oh yeah. Not pleasant at all. So I've got to take care of all that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to take the morning, I think, and regroup, sleep in a little bit, have a good breakfast, get my stuff organized, go check some trail cameras, maybe even do a little bit of scouting tomorrow morning. You know, yeah. if, if nothing else, scout totally. the pressure because I'm beating, dude, I'm getting there so early. I'm beating everyone. There's not another soul mm-hmm. on this public piece when I get there in the mornings and I don't know where other people are hunting, you know, unless I run into them right. or unless I hear them setting up or something, I have no idea where the other people are. Um, mm-hmm. as of right now. So and you, you haven't had anyone set up near you so far this year. I did on my first morning in, I had a guy come up and climb okay. probably 75 yards behind me. And he started playing gotcha. his grunt tube. Like it was a flute. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, what, what are you doing? He's just like, Oh my goodness. This has got to stop. Well, you remember when we were turkey hunting with, uh, with my buddy Jim, uh, and he was telling us about that 155 that he shot back in the 80s. Oh, after yeah. he read an article in Bowhunter magazine called Grunt Till It Hurts. Yeah. Where you just hop in the stand and hammer on it until something shows hammer, up. Hammer the grunt tube until you <laughs> pass out or, you know, can't catch your breath. Well, this, this guy was definitely or shoot trying 155 to, inch deer like well, he did. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not arguing with it. <laughs> might not be my style, but he obviously used it and it worked. But this guy <laughs> behind me was getting after it. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he is one of the ones that has. So the spot that I was set up was in, was like the money spot last, the last two mm-hmm. years. Um, I had an encounter with a buck, probably a little over 150, a buck in the mid one forties and about a hundred inch, 110 inch, eight point all in the same morning from that stand. Um, so it, it's just, it, yeah, the place is lights out during the rut on camera well, or in person in person. Oh, in person. That's a good morning. I saw the one fifty plus and the mid one forties come through within like three minutes of each other. 
and I couldn't get a shot off at either huh. one of them. So uh, that left me pretty pretty messed up. But anyway, so that just to say that this spot is usually money, and the corn just came down. But I think as soon mm-hmm. as that corn came down, the people just came in mass to to this right. area. Um, the guy was telling me along this stretch where I like to park uh, the other morning, I think it was the other morning, he said there were like six or seven cars in a r- super short little span. And that's not even in the parking lot of the hunting area. Right. You know, the parking lot's got a lot more cars. This is just this little bitty stretch where I like to park my vehicle. So, it's, yeah, just getting absolutely hammered and the bucks disappeared from my cameras kind of like i mentioned to you earlier Mm -hmm. and so i was already you know mentally having to shift expectations and figure out okay what am i gonna what am i gonna do like did i just waste all this time and money coming up here trying to you know uh, get a hunt in but uh anyway so anything else that we can do to keep i guess keep our mind right keep our head in the game stay sharp i i I really like how you've emphasized the whole stay sharp piece because right now I feel distracted by work and I feel distracted by lack of sleep. And I'm like, I need to get those two things in order before I move forward or these next 11 or 13, 11 or 12 days or however many it is are not going to be very good. This episode is brought to you by the Onyx Hunt app. Onyx gives you up-to-date landowner information, color-coded public and private land boundaries, and gives you a ton of tools to help you hunt smarter. One tool I'm loving right now is their optimal wind feature, which lets you set the optimal wind for a given location, then tells you in real time whether the wind is good, bad, or just okay for that spot. You can try it risk-free for seven days right now. Just download the Onyx Hunt app on your preferred app store today. Well, right, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people deal with, especially when you're taking time away from family and time away from work and all that stuff, is you are going to enjoy your hunt so much more when you can actually sit there and actually be focused on it and not, you know, be present in the woods, you know, paying attention to what's going on rather than trying to respond to work emails while you're in the stand yeah. or stressing about some project not getting done or, you know, feeling guilty that your wife's got to go pick up the kids again or whatever it may be. Um, you know, just if you, I guess if you feel like you need to take care of something and that could be also, you know, again, kind of touching on the gear thing. If you just slap some new broadheads on there and you're like, they're probably fine. Like shoot them a couple times, like just yep. get confident in them because you're going to feel so much better. Same with the bow. Like I, mean, I haven't shot it for a month, but everything worked fine last time I shot it in you know, July or August, whenever it was, I should be okay. Like just even if it's a couple arrows, or, you know, send a couple emails the night before so you don't have to worry about it. Like, whatever it may be. Like, whatever is going to allow you to enjoy your hunt more, um, you know, I, I think that's that's kind of the key to the whole rut. Because at the end of the day, I mean, rutcation, you know, it's a spoof on vacation. It's supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so, good. I, I mean, just whatever you can do to basically take the pressure off yourself. And, you know, you mentioned it earlier. I think expectations, um, it's very easy for them to get skewed yeah. with social media right now. Oh, like you mentioned there, it's so bad. seeing all your buddies, you know, all of a sudden, like, Hey, there's a buck there. There's a buck there. Like what the heck are these guys doing that I'm not doing? Well, okay. 
one, I'm just going to say there's a reason that I've deleted my Instagram, uh, for the past couple of weeks here is because I just want to focus on my hunting. I don't like, I, I don't care. Granted when I shoot a buck, you better believe that thing is going on there, but at the same time. <laughs> Posting it, baby. <laughs> but for right now I got to focus on me. And I think that's what a lot of people uh, miss is, you know, even, even just seeing, you know, whether it be your buddies or seeing, you know, more prominent, figures in the outdoor industry, um, experiencing success. You got to really pay attention to what are, what is your set of circumstances going into this season? You know, is it, you know, like maybe, yeah, your, your buddy shot 170 inch buck, but okay, well, you don't have a 170 on your, on your property or on the public that you're, that you're hunting. Um, you know, maybe your biggest buck is, you know, a little forky and you're just trying to top that or you haven't shot a buck yet. It, there's not like I, I have passed on so many bucks because I was in my head and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's probably not a, that's probably not big enough or I don't know. Like don't you have to shoot something bigger than what you shot last time or whatever. And I, I there are so many bucks that I regret not sending an arrow through mm-hmm. and you know, I think that really, that really gets in a lot of folks heads talking from my personal experience as well as just, you know, from what I've heard from other folks too. Um, you know, you, you got to gauge success by your standards and set your own scale for what that is. I mean, cause maybe success is you get into the woods, you have a sit and you didn't spook a single deer. You saw some does, you saw, you know, a couple bucks, maybe they weren't in range, but you didn't spook a single thing guess what? You can go back in there. Cause that like, you, that's a win. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're not alerting deer to your presence. Sure. You're leaving some ground scent and whatever, but you know, that that's a win. Or maybe you get to your stand and you don't step on, you don't pop a single stick or anything like that. Or you get up there without bumping a ladder rung. I remember that was <laughs> <laughs> early on. That was, that was my big one was like, I'm going to get in here so quiet. And I like, I would, basically that was how I set the uh, kind of set the mojo for the day was if I got in there and I didn't kick a pin or something like that, send a big like clang through the woods. Oh, and the, dude, you those know, were the worst. Those the little slider pin things on the, uh, yep. on the yep. ladder stand rails. Yep. Dude, those are but, awful. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, you gotta, again, that's the thing, right? We're out here to have fun. Shooting big bucks is sweet. Absolutely. But if you don't have big bucks or, you know, but whatever that means to you, um, you know, set your own scale. Who cares? You're out there to have fun. It's your tag. That's good, man. So a couple key takeaways for keeping the right mindset when you're hunting the rut. Number one, count the wins up, right? Like whatever those wins are for you, keep a tally mm-hmm. of those, not just a tally of the things that are going wrong. Number two, practice that reset, man. Do what you need to do to make sure you're sharp. You're in your, you're in your head. You know, you're, you're, not in your head in a bad way, but like you're fully present to the moment when you're out there. So you're not making bad decisions. So you're not being unsafe. Uh, And so hopefully you can, you know, shoot better, perform better while you're out there in the woods. And then, Mm -hmm. um, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and on on the note of the, on the note of counting the wins, say you have a loss, really, really take note of what didn't work. Like say yeah. you do, you know, the wind swirls that maybe it's something's out of your control or maybe, it, you know, maybe you do pop a bunch of sticks and 
you know, you kick a ladder rung, you drop your release as soon as you get in there. And like, you know, just, it's an absolute fiasco once you're getting out there. Um, I mean, take a look at that kind of stuff and just say, okay, what could I do different? Okay. Next time I'm going to make sure my release is in a zipped pocket. I'm going to take my time getting up, you know, to and from, I'm going to leave my, leave, you know, the house 20 minutes earlier so that I've got a little bit of extra time to get in there and really take my time getting in the woods and, and all that, you know, if you blow a deer, okay, where did it run? You know, like if it's a, you know, if you're able to identify it, like, does that, did those deer come back? Um, you know, just something that's going to give you some information as to like, you know, what exactly happened. Um, I think on the note of that too, if you blow a deer, just do not move. Like, please don't move. Like I've gotten away yeah. with so much this season. Yeah. Just like I had your doe especially. I had a really, really, really fussy doe. Like I think it was last Thursday. I was out or Friday maybe. But she was when I mean, she came in right below me, she had a little buck fawn with her. And I was in my saddle and I was quite a, on a pretty steep slope there and she and the buck were down below me and she stopped and I was like, what the heck's going on? And I just super slowly peeked my head around the side of the trunk and she was staring right at me <laughs> and I just sat there and like, oh. we just locked eyes and I didn't move and she knew something wasn't right, but she didn't know what. Cause then she, snorted i mean snorted and snorted and snorted to the point where i was like oh my god i might need to send an arrow at her but she trotted back 10 yards turned back around to snort and looked in a completely different spot you know what uh, i mean you can yeah. get away with a lot as long as you're not you know if you get blown don't throw your hands up not that anyone would do that but you know don't don't assume it's all over just because one deer blew. You know yeah. what I mean? It, they, they blow at all sorts of stuff. So that's right. You know, that's good. That's my, uh, that's my last little token of info there. I like and, it. And, I like it. So Pierce, you know, what's <laughs> the, what's the plan moving forward, man? Over the next couple of days, what are you going to be doing? Moving forward? I'm going to hunt, um, some family property tomorrow, knowing that the corn is down. Um, I think I'm going to stay out of the woods for probably the weekend, at least until Sunday. Um, just cause we've got some pretty heavy rain, uh, coming in for, I guess, Southwest Wisconsin. I'm not sure how things are looking North or anything like that, or what it's looking like. But I think most of the kind of central Midwest is going to be getting quite a bit of rain here in the next two days. So yeah, I'll probably okay. rest everything there and, uh, you know, let that kind of flush some of the scent and hope that, you know, it's a, I think we're supposed to get two inches in like a day or something. On, I think that might be Friday. Um, wow. So I'm Dude, kind Saturday, of banking on that really. Saturday is going to have gusts Sorry, over 40 miles an hour. So don't go climb a tree on Saturday. If you are going to hunt no. in Southern Wisconsin, don't climb a tree. Maybe check trail cams or something that day. Or Yeah. Do something no. productive. Just don't, <laughs> don't hang from a tree. Right. Right. But yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm probably going to stay out until then. And then I know late next week, um, we're finally going to start seeing temps dip down into the twenties, man. Dude, it's the 10th be... and 11th. If it, if it holds fingers crossed, I mean, fingers crossed, I fill my tag tomorrow and, 
I don't have to worry about that and I can just enjoy the rest of the month until gun season. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if that's not the case, you better believe I'll be out there with that. Nice. Nice. What about you? Man, I gosh. I don't even know. I I'm gonna get off of here in just a minute and I'm gonna get to work and we're gonna see it's already getting pretty late. So I think I am gonna take the morning off. Have myself a little mm-hmm. reset, sit down and say, okay, you've had a night to sleep on it. What did you learn from last night's, you know, failure? Not in the sense of like, I'm a failure, but in the sense of like, it didn't turn out like I wanted to. So try to really take right. stock, probably get out, have a good breakfast, go check, check all of my trail cameras that I've been needing to check and kind of double back and confirm that, you know, my cell cameras that are in these spots aren't really getting anything right now. So I want to go confirm that with some of the other you know, cheaper non-cellular cellular cameras that I've got out there. And I've got a couple set up on access trails. So it'll be good to see if there are a lot of what people kind of in pressure. and out. It, exactly. And get a little bit of a feel yep. for the pressure. Um, and then that way it'll help me make smarter decisions moving forward. Um, you know, I may not have to count all the areas burned that I've got thought of as burned in my mind. Like they may turn back right. on. They may not be getting the, the kind of pressure I thought that they were. Um, right. And I mean, the fact, like you said too, I mean, even just moving a little ways from a spot that you knew was good, but you know, adjusting your setup like you did today, I mean, that, that can make all the difference, you know, cause deer figure that out. They figure out where the people are, you know, coming in and, you know, I, I do think the ground scent does start to really play into things, especially now and on public land where they can really tell like, okay, there's, there's a lot going on over here. Yeah. I know you mentioned there's, you know, whether it be hikers or pheasant hunters or whatever they may be. Yeah. Uh, dropping scent and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know. For sure. And this, this is be a multi-use mobile. area. Don't get, don't get too locked in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Man, I'm, I'm just looking up on, on X. Uh, so the spot where I was tonight, where I shot at that buck uh, is 263 yards as the crow flies from the other spot that I like to hunt. The spot that's not getting any bucks on trail camera, the spot where I'm not seeing any deer, you know? And so just to say like those deer, dude, they've just, they've just shifted just a little bit Mm -hmm. off of what these other hunters are doing. Just a little bit, 260 yards. And that makes all the difference. Mm Mm-hmm. How are you, uh, cause you mentioned your, uh, your trail cams kind of, kind of dried up a little bit, um, past few days. Do you think that plays any, plays into your, your mindset going into stuff or, uh, I guess how much, uh, I don't want to say weight cause obviously when you see a absolute toad walk in front of your camera you're gonna get fired up but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but i think i think what you just said on you know just moving 200 yards or 260 yards whatever it may be just relocating a little bit um yeah that might make all the difference like i know for for us a lot of times they'll just quit going in front of the camera and they'll go 30 or 40 yards because we're on a real narrow strip of timber but they'll they'll just adjust their travel by 30 or 40 yards like it's not they're, they're still going right there, but maybe they're going to skirt the field edge a little bit more yeah. or they're going to you know, go through the sticker stuff a little bit more. Like it's, yeah, that, just because they disappear on the camera doesn't mean they're not 
still there. They oh, yeah. They might have just gone right behind your camera or just out of range, yeah. you know? That's one of the reasons I want to go check some of these other cameras because I've got the trails mm-hmm. in and out of this area. I've got them covered pretty doggone well. Uh, have I mentioned I like this area a lot? <laughs> so <laughs> when I when I was here in... Uh, You've implied it at least. Yeah, when I was here in late September, early October, I put cameras up like everywhere. I mean, I covered the major deer travel areas really, really well in this, you know, block mm-hmm. that I like to hunt. So um, if I'm not getting them on any of those cameras, then it, it's not going to mess with me too bad other than just making me ask the question why. And so I was already asking that question why. And then when somebody said, yeah, man, there's been so many people over there, all of a sudden, okay, now I'm moving on. That spot's burned because mm-hmm. that's a, the best explanation for why those bucks aren't using that area anymore. You know, and I saw a hunter Absolutely. in there. I know one other guy that was in there. The guy that I talked to in the parking lot has been in there. And he said a bunch of other people have been in there. So it's like, okay, that that's too many people in this, this small chunk. I've got to go somewhere else, but I guess you don't really have to go that far. 260 yards and <laughs> a slob comes walking out so that I can yep. give him a haircut. So absolutely. Well, and then that, I mean, that just goes to show you too, you don't need to find, not that it's not helpful to find, you know, very little known patches of public, but you know, even on stuff that gets pounded, you know, those, those big bucks are still in there. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. And man, you know what I'm finding too? Like even with all of the, and and I hear people talking about how, you know, all these media hunters right now drawing all this attention to public land. That's why it's all so crowded. And, you know, could, mm-hmm. could say that my podcasts are part of the problem because it's constantly encouraging people get out there on public land. It's great. Um, right. I still don't see people getting into the thick stuff. Like I, I, right. I I'm watching the way these guys are hunting and I'm like, that's not the spot. That's, mm-hmm. that's not the spot. Like the pressure is turning on now. That might be the spot if nobody else is in here. But right. it's not the spot when the pressure's on. And they just, I don't know, man. It's like, boy, there's a lot of good information out there. So avail yourself to it. But there is. On yeah. top of it, like, take the time. Like, if you're out there hunting and you're, you're not seeing stuff, turn it into a scouting trip. Like, now's the time to do it. Yeah. You know, for sure. Cause I, there's a creek, I think those best days are ahead. Find a way to cross it. Yes. That's, dude. Yeah. You automatically. <laughs> automatically get away from the crowd when you mm-hmm. do that pierce man it's been fun i appreciate you coming on to talk about the the mental side the mental state keeping your mind in the game i, I don't even know the right topic for it but uh anyway we covered exactly the kind of stuff that i wanted to so thanks for your time today if folks want to find you on instagram yeah, you bet, they man. better just uh deal with it until after you shoot something because that's when you'll be back on right yeah pretty much i might throw it on the the old Good chance page, but we'll see. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you could leave us a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. While you're at it, you can follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at How to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics that you want to hear, guests you want to hear from, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, Deer Lab, and Onyx. 
please go support the brands that support this show and help me bring you great content each and every week. If you're looking for more outdoor content, check out the sportsmansempire.com where you're going to find my other podcast, the Wisconsin Sportsman, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts.